This week on Dueling Review, it's Robin and Batman number one from DC Comics. The legendary story of Batman and Robin has reached nearly mythic proportions. The crime-fighting duo always one step ahead of the criminals they pursue and never meeting a bit case too big. This isn't that story. This is the story of young Dick Grayson, newly orphaned, struggling to find his way in a strange, difficult, dark new world. This is the story of Robin and Batman. So our dear, 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 dear fan of the show decided that we should go and check out a Batman title. What do you consider a bat? Let me, I asked this earlier. What do you consider a bat family of books? What, what kind of uh, books would you put under that Batman header? Um, well, I'm, I have a very loose definition because I'm used to, you know, putting the books in the back issue bins for people. Pretty much anything that stars Batman, a Gotham based team or Batman supporting characters. Like what okay, about Teen Titans? So is, is Teen Joker? Titans led by Robin is not a Batman book. Joker no, is would, a Batman book. Yeah, I was, I was going to say Teen Titans to me is not a Batman title. That's more of a Justice League title, uh, Justice League family of books. Um, uh, Joker certainly would. Harley Quinn, I certainly would. Yep. Uh, Batman Detective when Comics. When Nightwing and Catwoman had their Gotham. own ongoing Robin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Just uh, when sure. they were doing the Robins of uh, Blurbity, Blurbity, Robins of Many Worlds. Yeah. 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 So I think we are on the same page. Uh, with that. And so this I week, hope so. folks, and you know, we're reading D- it. Uh, I mean, yeah. Um, this week, <laughs> DC comics offers up another bat family title in the form of Robin and Batman, not Batman and Robin. It's Robin and Batman, because we are looking at the events of young Dick Grayson's life with Bruce Wayne, AKA Batman. For those of you who didn't know, spoiler alert, I guess I should tell you the spoiler alert before that, right? Is that how it works? Yeah, it it does work better. Anyway, this looks at that kind of that not year one, but kind of looks at Robin. I should say Dick Grayson's reckoning as he's trying to be part of the, of the Batman crew. So what'd you think there, Matthew? Um, I feel like my first thought, and a lot of times this is just from, you know, being old was this is the third or fourth time we've read the story of how, you know, Dick became a Robin. Yeah. That's why I said, it's not quite, it's not quite Batman year one. Right. I mean, it's pretty close to that. Or in a literal sense, it would be. No, no. I mean, uh, Robin year one, not Batman year one. Because Robin, I mean, Robin shows up in the current continuity. Robin shows up within the first year of Batman existence. Yeah, but, I'm talking about the Robin Year One series that DC put out a few years ago. I don't know if I read that one. Was that the, oh, that was around the time they did uh, Black Lightning Year One and all that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like 2008. Yeah, 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 yeah I didn't yeah, ever yeah. read that, but yeah, I mean, the uh, version that I remember, the last version that I remember was about 2004, or 2005 where we saw him in his early days flirting with Barbara Gordon and everything. But mm-hmm. yes, um, I didn't hate this. I felt like, you know, honestly, we've reset the universe two or three times since the last time they've told us this story. Mm-hmm. So it's not really a bad idea to kind of give us some some new backstory or a new, you know, shiny take on how this all occurs or how it's supposed to have occurred, I guess. Yeah. 
The thing that really kind of surprised me about this is this felt like, you know, the story of all-star Batman. Mm -hmm. Now let's look at it from the Robin perspective. Yes. This very much evokes a Frank Miller, all-star Batman vibe. And, and it may only be because, uh, the story opens up or at one point, Robin is fighting a bunch of guys who are trying to steal meat off of a truck in Gotham city and, and Batman screaming at him in his ear, you don't know what you're doing. Abort, abort, abort. And Robin's like, no, I got this. No, I got this. And finally Batman comes, uh, shows up at the end where Robin thinks he's defeated everyone. And then, uh, there's one thug who gets out of a truck and Batman takes right. him down and says, see, you weren't uh, paying attention. You're not ready for this. Get in the damn car. And I'm like, Ooh, this is, this is uh, I'm the GD Batman, uh, kind of moment, which was kind of surprising because I wasn't expecting it. But at the same time, I could probably see a young Batman mm-hmm. using that. In fact, I could just see Batman in general using that language um, in dealing with people. I know a lot of people are like, well, Batman doesn't curse. Well, come on. If Batman does that other thing that everyone says he doesn't do, then I guarantee you Batman curses. Um, so <laughs> them together, it's actually. A bit, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, I, I definitely yeah. felt that this felt like Earth. I think it's Earth 32 or whatever it is. Uh, All-Star Batman, which, you know, uh, officially in DC canon is the youth of Legends of the Dark Knight Batman. Oh, really? Not Legends of the Dark Knight. Forgive me. Uh, the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. The story that we read in All-Star Batman is officially canonically the early years of oh, the yeah, Batman yeah, yeah. that we see in that, uh, The Dark Knight Returns back in Yeah, yeah. That is one of the things that I had said when I was reviewing that series early on was that if you think about where dark Knight returns goes, this feels like that younger pumped up testosterone driven Batman. So yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. But this Batman does kind of feel like he is in that vein in that he's, and Batman's always been kind of stubborn and Batman's always been very close minded on stuff until he's ready to reveal. Aha. I knew that you were going to be Robin all the time. And here's the costume that I made for you because I read your diary. And so there's a lot of betrayal in here, right? I mean, uh, such a douche uh, move, by the way. I mean, kind of, yes. Uh, Dick Grayson is, you know, writing in his journal about how he really wants to be part of this team and he's working really hard, but Batman's just not giving him a chance. And then when Batman destroys his costume, he comes up with this idea for the Robin costume based, of course, on the flying Grayson's costumes. And mm-hmm. then uh, Batman's like, why are you wearing that? Take it off. I built one for you already. Don't you know that I love you? Uh, <laughs> this is how I show you my love. And, By being uh, a jerk, a know, manipulative, right? passive, aggressive, hateful father. And then, and then Batman's like, yeah, you're off the team. And Robin thinks that, oh, this is a test. And uh, follows Batman down into the sewers. And we find out, of course, that Killer Croc is uh, the person that they're following on this uh, meat crime. Mm-hmm. That's a, that was a big uh, season-long okay. arc over there at Law & Order Special Victims Unit. Meat crime. Doink, doink. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, uh, Killer Croc comes uh, and finds Robin, and they fight, and then Batman fights, and then Batman gets hurt, and everybody goes home. And then Killer Croc, who everyone thinks is just a dumb guy, is like, hmm, I remember the Flying Graysons, and that kid was wearing a costume just like the Flying Graysons. Wah, yeah, wah, that's the thing that weirded me out because, you know, uh, Killer Croc is a relatively modern DC character. And I feel like the decision to have him predate Robin 
is the thing that I questioned most in this book. <laughs> because I'm like, Killer Croc and Kamala Hallmark United <laughs> fix you guys. But yeah, Killer I, Croc, no, I, 1983. Really? Yeah. I could have sworn it was, J well, it would have been Jason Todd in 83. Killer, yeah, Killer Croc first appeared uh, while Jason Todd was the Robin. Yeah, February but, of 1983, yeah. yeah. Even so, I don't like him. He's bad and evil. Um, but well, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, he's just misunderstood. He's got a skin condition. Everybody makes fun of him. Didn't you watch that Batman? That was probably one of the best portrayals no, of Killer Croc that. ever in that Batman animated series where um, we find out that he's just been kind of bullied and tortured his entire life. And so he's not really, you know, it's one of those nature versus nurture storylines where it's like society made this way because they treated me like a horrible creature. And so I'm going to go ahead and just a be a horrible creature. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a really good, a really good episode. So there's a little, there's kind of a little hint of that in this story, right? Like when, um, what was the, the circus that the Grayson's were part of is the Russo's brother circus. Uh, no, I, I, not the Russo brothers. <laughs> uh, I, I think you're thinking of boss Zuko is the one. Yeah. Who yeah. Killed. That's, that's who killed them. But I was trying to remember right. what, what circus that they belong to, because that's where killer croc uh, goes back to. And we see the that Dingling brothers circus. He was, he was, uh, one of the sideshow attractions in that circus. And so he saw the flying Grayson's do their thing. So, ah, yeah. And that's why he knows, oh, wait a minute. Why is that? The Haley circus is what it yeah, the Haley circus. That's, that's right. That's correct. Yeah, that is correct. Thank you. The book of Jimbo Fett, uh, Jimbo Fett, of course, one of the very smart dueling review fans who knows to tune in to our discord server Thursday night at eight o'clock PM central time, where we review our, do our reviews live and record this show live. For those people who show up and there's a bunch of people who show up this week. So thank you everybody for that. Also, we yeah, do some pre-show chatter. Uh, this week's pre-show chatter involved a look at Steven's uh, junk mailbox, as well as some, uh, as well as some recipes, uh, that you and may, discussion may of, of Steven's underpants. Uh, yeah. And my underpants. So you can, uh, that's not recorded anywhere. So the only way you can get that is when you come and visit and, us live Thursday night. Thank God for that. <laughs> oh, it wasn't that bad. Um, oh, Dolan is leaving. Oh, uh, poor Dolan. Uh, so anyway, back to Robin and Batman number one. Mm -hmm. While it felt very much like a different view of all-star Batman. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I actually enjoyed all-star Batman uh, for, for the few issues that we got out of it before Jim Lee's uh, busy schedule kept him from finishing the series. I think we got like 12 issues out of it over the space of four years. So yeah, maybe something like if we got 12 issues out of that. Um, but I rather enjoyed Robin and Batman number one from Jeff Lemire and Dustin Nguyen. I, I, I really do enjoy Dustin Nguyen's art. It's very painterly. And so if, if you're someone that needs your solid four color, you know, comics and you don't like the washes that come with watercolors and you want to keep your colors within the lines and you like thick, bold inking, uh, on your characters, this art style may not be for you, but I do enjoy Nguyen's yeah. uh, work. It's very painterly, and I really, really dig it. I think the thing that really uh, sells it for me is um, someone made a very conscious decision in this book to have everything be black and white, with the exception of uh, Dick's caption boxes mm -hmm. and his costume. Mm-hmm. And I really, really enjoy that because, you know, the whole discussion of should my costume be dark? No, I'm going to do something bright and crazy. And it really makes the reds pop. It makes everything stick out. I 
I think that the the black pants may be the selling point for me on this. Yeah, as opposed to the pixie boots and the speedo that that Robin wore when he made his debut in the nineteen what forty or whatever it was nineteen forty. Um, it, it's it's by the yeah. way, it's not a speedo. It's a okay. chainmail uh, ja- jerkin, I believe they call those <laughs> a chainmail speedo. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I chainmail speedo is I, my drag name. Actually, so. <laughs> uh, the the long pants and the boots work really well. It does start to get into um, uh, Tim Drake territory with that, but I can forgive bit, that yeah. in in this take of that. Now that you mentioned the the pop of the color, and we do see there is reds that kind of permeate throughout this, uh, often muted reds. And yeah, this. muted reds, one thing, definitely. One thing I hadn't thought about until just now is, does Batman let Robin wear garish colors so that he's the target in the attack so that Batman can sneak up? Does does uh. Batman intentionally put the Robins in danger by making by dressing them up in bright colors so that they don't see the darkness lurking in the shadows? You're not the first person to wonder that, um, but you should know that you and everyone who wonders it are bad people and you should know I'm just, I'm just thinking um, because that is, yeah, that's, that's really nice. Uh, who's the bad person here, ladies and gentlemen? Um, I, it's, it's deep. I think that that color thing, it does draw your attention. And I think that that is, that's something that I'm sure Batman would say, I never thought of that, but you know, Batman's thinking that. <laughs> I don't understand why you say these things and then go, I really enjoy Batman as a character. Why is that? I don't know. He just seems like the kind of guy who'd take an eight year old out as cannon fodder so that he didn't get hurt. Well, I mean, how many, how many children have died under his uh, tutelage? All of them. Yeah, but none of them stayed dead. <laughs> well, okay, Batman is genre savvy enough to know that all of these children are going to come <laughs> it's, back. From it's the okay dead. if they die because they will soon come back from the exactly. dead and I will be able to retrain them and say, I'm sorry, ends, I didn't know. And then everything will be good until they grow always up. justify the means in a Batman yes. comic. That's, that's yes. the rules. Yes. Well, so there you go. Maybe that's why. Cause I noticed that he didn't give Robin's costume a helmet or anything. No, but he didn't give his own costume a helmet either. Eh, well, Oh, so going back cloth. to, well, leather. So going whatever. back, going back to the Robin thing, you know, uh, Dark Knight Batman, uh, I put a bright yellow symbol on my chest because that's where people, uh, I can't, uh, bulletproof my head. Uh, listeners, what do you think? Drop us an email podcast at major spoilers.com. Uh, and just willing to explain that I'm not the bad person here. I'm the, I'm the good person. I'm the kind, sweet person. I, I don't but, know about that. Well, of course but you don't. But from your Matthew, perspective, what, what do you think of this issue? What are your takes on this issue? This issue is beautiful. This issue is just stunningly beautiful. Um, you know, f- full slices of meatloaf for the art side. Mm-hmm. But I really, I, I like Lemire's young, brash Batman because I feel like the the problem with Batman being a jerk to everyone at all times is it feeds into a really kind of edgelordy, horrible thought process that Batman can't be good at human interaction. And I'm like, but he's Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne is great at human interaction. So what it really implies is that Batman is a jerk who doesn't bother to be nice to his underlings. But here it's clearly... This is a young, inexperienced Batman who's being a jerk 
to Robin partly as a protective measure. Maybe he's trying yeah. to be he's trying to be a father, but you know, honestly, tragically, he doesn't know how to be a father because his right. father was killed when he was nine years old in the streets. Oh yeah, of thanks for thanks Gotham. for bringing that up again. All we needed in the Batman discussion was an origin <laughs> story. Great. Now but who's the villain? Beautiful. Um, yeah, no, really, it really, really is beautiful. I I wonder if part of the reason why Batman is the way Batman is in this is number one, you're right. He didn't grow up in a traditional family home. He was raised by a butler who basically did everything he wanted him to do. He ran off and did whatever he wanted to do around the world. And yes, he had discipline and training, but the discipline and training that he got from people was probably often harsh. So that's the only way he knows how to deal with people like Dick is to deal with them harshly because that's the treatment he got. So why right. should he be any different on quote unquote his kids? And I right. think that that may be part of it. And then you mix in a little bit of the spoiled rich kid on top mm -hmm. of that. And you do get somebody who I think Bruce Wayne has to try very hard to be a kind person uh, or have kind interactions with others. Um, but I think the, I think the combo with those other things, and, and maybe that's something that they will explore in this series. I have a feeling that Robin and Batman is going to focus on, here's how I became Robin and convinced Batman that I should be Robin. Um, but I, but it would be neat to see Dick's early analysis hmm. of Batman slash Bruce Wayne. And he kind of does a little bit of that here, uh, in this issue. So maybe we'll get some more of that. I don't know. That would be cool. Uh, this is a three issue limited. Now our, yeah, I I'm reading a digital copy that I've 99. So is this like a big heavy cover? Is it like, I have know, no idea because I don't buy, I don't buy physical comics. It feels uh, so, like a prestige comic like we I'm, used to get. I don't know if it's somebody in, somebody in the chat may know if they picked up this book. Does it got a square edge or does it got stapled pages? Um, <laughs> Because that's that's how you used to differentiate the uh, prestige format comics. They refer to it as saddle stitching uh, versus uh, binding the the spine, if you will. Well, it's if it's a staples, it's not sa saddle stitching. Yeah. Saddle uh, stitching. Let's see. I like Tim's acceptance as Robin. I just made a basic logical connection between Batman and Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tim's my favorite show. Oh, they're getting into how many, how many Batmans or how many Robins are the best Robins? And the answer is all of them. Um, yeah. So here's the thing. The price is pretty steep. I don't know. This is a really good book. Yeah. It is Jeff Lemire and Dustin Wynn. So I think that part of the price, because I think, let me, how much is that? Um, is it over at boom studios? Uh, the maze book, um, I think I made a comment that that book was really expensive. It was like four ninety nine. I want to say, yeah, this is over at dark horse, uh, the maze that also is a five ninety nine book. So Jeff Lemire may be someone who has enough pull to say, Hey, you're going to have to pay me X amount of money if right. you want me to do your book. And so that forces the price to five ninety nine because the maze that's 48 pages. Maybe this one is also 48 pages. Uh, I don't know what the, what the bottom line page count is. If you have your, uh, copy open, I don't, cause I've got comiXology open to something else at the moment. Um, but maybe you can see if it has more than 
than 48 pages, which if it did, that would justify a $5.99 price tag. But I have noticed Lemire penned books tend to be a little on the pricey side. Yeah, and I don't know if it's a question of Lemire commands that money or if it's a question of DC considers putting Lemire on a Batman book to be premium and they're wanting to milk us for all we're worth. I think it's 40 pages. 40 pages? Yeah, 40 pages. So that's, that's probably almost double, not quite double. A uh, twenty-one page comic, but yeah, so maybe maybe the five ninety-nine is there because they know he's going to do a little bit of extra work, and this is a three-issue miniseries. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe I mean it's definitely worth it, but six bucks for a lot of people is pretty steep compared to some of the other books that are out this past week. I mean, this is one of the better ones, so maybe five ninety-nine. But I, I'm still one of those people that. Five ninety nine is too much to pay for a comic book. Eh, I mean that it's one of those things where I think everybody has to make that decision for themselves. So, yeah, I mean we've paid more. Some of these big DC when they do their big specials like the uh, the yeah, summer special. An, yeah, if they do an eighty, yeah, if they do an eighty page or a hundred page giant, that's that's different than if this had been like twenty eight pages for five ninety nine. But if this right. one's like 40, 48 pages for five ninety nine, yeah, yeah that's, that's probably a pretty, it's probably a pretty good deal. Um, yeah. So it's up to you to decide if you want to buy it. I, I paid five ninety nine for this, so I don't feel cheated out of it. Um, mm-hmm. because I really enjoyed the story and I will say that I'll be paying five ninety nine for issues two and three because it is a three issue limited and right. I'll, I, I want to see where this goes. I think that there is. You know, I gave you flack for for telling the origin story of Batman's uh, Batman's parents dying in an alley. Um, Dude, everybody knows that. But I know that's why we didn't need to repeat it. But in this one, we rarely get to see the origin of Tim Drake Robin again and again and again. That's not something that's pounded into our heads. And I think Lemire has a perspective to tell on this character's journey that may be different from what we've seen in the past. So I'm kind of down for it. What I think it's you? telling that you always refer to all Robins without thinking of it as Tim Drake. Um, I agree, honestly. <laughs> I feel like uh, the Lemire written part of this is what's really pushing DC to go, hey, you know, big, expensive, awesome, boodily, boodily. But they really should be impressed about Dustin's art because that's the selling point here for me. But you know, if you're one of those people who's going to be bothered by uh, you know, Robin having an orange cape rather than bright yellow, uh, or you know, the bit where he talks about maybe I should call myself Nightwing, and I'm like, no, that didn't happen. That, Robin got that Nightwing was, name from Superman. So that is you know? I I did catch that too, and I was slightly triggered by that too. But then again, right, this is not for 50 year old and 70 year old white men to sit down and read. This is for younger people to read who may not know that. So I, as soon as I read that, I was like, wait a minute, that's not. And then I was like, Nope, let it go. This is a, this is a whole new readership that doesn't know that the rest of us, we can nod and smile sagely without having to go. I'm actually about it. So I, I, I was momentarily version. What's that? Yeah. It's a new version. Yeah. 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 But I I feel like this is definitely something that, uh, with the caveat of if you can afford it and are willing to pay for it, 
you should definitely check this out. Uh, it's not necessarily rush right out in a buying frenzy, but it's also not not that because yeah. I really, really enjoy this issue and what it does, it does very well. And I feel like the only real downside to it is if you've read this story six times before, like I have, and even then it's more a question of, is this a good new take on it? And the answer is, yup. I think I, I agree with you on that aspect. So, all right, dear listeners, there you go. Batman or Robin and Batman. Number one from DC comics. <laughs> you can go check that out. Uh, we arrived at this place because of you, our patrons over at patreon.com slash major spoilers, who went over to our Patreon page and cast your vote for the book that we will review next week. Now, one of the things that I do to help you out is, uh, I put a link to where you can see all of the books that are coming out next week. And so coming out next week, uh, I always put a link over to previews world coming out next week from boom studios. Oh, previews world says nothing. Okay. Coming out next week from Dark Horse Comics. Oh, Dark Horse Comics says nothing. How about Dynamite? It's also IDW. Oh, nothing. Apparently, there are no comics coming out next week, according to Previews World. Now, of course, I'm being a little jokey here. They had some ransomware attack on their site uh, last week. And so I think that they're still kind of negotiating through that. Although I do have a thing that says you need to log into your... Um, pull box account in order to access this information, which if they've put that information behind a paywall, uh, they've just shot themselves in a the foot again. The DC information has been behind the pull box wall for a while because oh, I actually okay. started, I started a pull box account, uh, maybe five or six weeks ago in order to get access to the DC preview information. Well, you could just go over to comicsology.com and you could look at for the week of, uh, November 17th, 2021, and then go by publisher and you can see everything coming out. From DC yeah, Comics I, I could go and gather the information myself, or I could sign up for a free account and have some other jack wagon do it for me. I mean, it's a, it's really a question of, uh, can you start my orange? So coming so, out next week, we have Aquaman, the becoming number three from DC comics, uh, Batman issue one seventeen, Batman secret files. Who is this? The gardener. I have no idea who the gardener is, but that's the first issue there. Batman and Bigby issue number three, blue and gold issue four Catwoman gets a trade paperback collection. We also have green lantern number eight, who is John Stewart. Oh, that could be interesting. Uh, let's see. We also have, Oh, so going back to the Batman family of books, you think the Batman Scooby-Doo mysteries is a Batman family book? Cause no. I don't count it as that. No, Batman Scooby-Doo mysteries okay. is a multimedia crossover book. There you go. Looney Tunes 263 comes out next week. Nightwing 86. Oh, Nightwing 86. Is this the one that is the, um, you want to buy like three copies of this book because everything happens in one giant panel. I think that's next week's issue. Um, hmm. yeah, which should be super, super interesting. Cause it's like, you know that I, I forget who did it, but it was the one where like Batman and Nightwing are running across the roof and you're seeing a cutaway of the roof and you see them working their way through the building and beating up bad guys and everything in one giant panel. That's kind of this, but taken to an entire issue. And there have been some people saying, oh, if that is the case, I want to buy multiple copies so I can just tear the book apart and create a big old wall mural out of this. Yeah, don't do that. I, I might. I might do it. Uh, also, we get uh, Supergirl, a uh, woman of tomorrow, issue number five. Loving that uh, story over there. And we also get Superman, son of Kal-El, 
issue number five, a three ninety nine book. Let's see. I'm going to go and look at uh, also on the 17th. Let's see what's going on at Marvel next week. This, of course, is all over there at Comixology.com. We have The Amazing Spider-Man number 78. We have Black Panther Legends issue number two. That's a four-issue miniseries there. Also, Dark Ages number three. Mm, the Immortal Hulk gets a collection. Kazar, Lord of the Savage Land number three. Let's see who we... Oh, Kang the Conqueror number four. Spider-Woman number 17. And The Trials of Ultraman get collected at Marvel Comics. Dark Horse Comics next week. Let's see what we have at Dark Horse. Short uh, week for Dark, Dark Horse. Groom meets Tarzan number four. Uh, Norse Mythology two, issue number six. And Savage Hearts number five over at Image Comics. Did you see that uh, Todd McFarlane starting his own uh, NFT thing with uh, Steve Aoki? Um, so there you go for people that want your NFTs. Image Comics has Deep Beyond issue number 10. King, Sp oh, King Spawn, speaking of Todd McFarlane, uh, King Spawn number four, Primordial number three, Second Chances number four, and The Walking Dead, the colored version, issue number 27. Dynamite Entertainment next week has Army of Darkness 1979 number three, Elvira meets Vincent Price number three, Purgatory issue number two, which Rodrigo reviewed this week on the Major Spoilers podcast. Make sure you go check that out because we talk all about Steve Canyon and his scary, scary face <laughs> um, over at IDW publishing uh, my little pony generations issue. Number two, Sonic the hedgehog. Oh, what's the heck is this one's called monster monster syndrome or something like that. Issue number one, star Wars, the high Republic gets collected in several different uh, incarnations. There's also uh, star Wars, the high Republic, the monster of temple peak issue four, the final issue there. And of course, uh, so many of you who are fans of Usagi Yojimbo, the final issue of the Dragon Bellow Conspiracy drops next week. Oh, Viz is considered a premier uh, partner over at uh, Comixology. They have four books next week. We haven't really talked about Viz before, uh, mainly because they do they may mainly do trade collections, and we don't review trades on Dueling Review. Right. But they do have some very cool looking books. Over at Boom Studios, it's Eat the Rich, number four, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, number 31, Getting Dizzy, issue number one, and, oh, Power Rangers, issue number 13. Are you ready for Power Rangers, issue 13, Matthew? Ba, 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 ba. Uh, pick another publisher, and let's, uh, I'll just do a, or maybe I should just do a random scroll through this list and see what's coming out next week. Which ones have we done? We've done dark. We've horses. done all, we've done all the, we've done all the premier publishers and the big ones. I want you to go to dynamite entertainment. We'd already did dynamite. Yeah, entertainment. dynamite. They're, they're, they're wonderful um, level patrons. Uh, who else is there? Scout comics. Sc oh, so that one's a little hard because scout comics, they've <laughs> just started putting stuff up on comiXology, but they don't have their newest stuff yet. There were, so for those of you who are fans of scout comics, uh, Apparently, a lot of people are fans of Scout Comics and what they're doing. Uh, mm -hmm. They are, they usually sell their digital stuff directly to you through their website. But I was mm -hmm. talking with Wayne Hall, who works with Scout Comics, and he says that they're actively working with Comixology to get all of their stuff uh, up on, on the Comixology service. Oh, so nice. pick another one. Um, 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 uh, American Mythology Entertainment. Ah. Uh, American mythology, you say American mm -hmm. mythology productions next week. They have nothing 
coming out next week. So you're all right over two. Let's see who else is there. Uh, oh, here we go. Let's do best jacket press. The new, uh, Snyder, yeah. Scott Snyder stuff, uh, coming out next week. I kind of alluded to it in the, in our pre conversation show, uh, clear issue. Number two comes out next week from Scott Snyder and, um, uh, Francis Manipal, uh, is who the artist is on that. Um, uh, thank you, Scott uh, Snyder for sending us. He, he reached out to me and said, Hey, if you don't already have a review copy, here's a review copy for you guys. Oh, so thank awesome. you. Thank you to that, uh, to Scott Snyder. Uh, like one more, let me do one more and then we'll get out of here this week. Uh, I should point out that starting next week, for those of you who are patrons over at patreon.com slash major spoilers, flashback uh-huh. returns next week. For five weeks. Oh, and then we go on like a, we go on like a crossover. We go on a four month. It's like a four month break until like March or April. Uh, and then we run the final 13 episodes after that. So don't say, Uh, let's see. Not over. Well, of that season of season. Okay. And maybe forever. Who knows? Let's see. Let me pick, uh, let me pick one more. Xenoscope. Xenoscope entertainment. We know that they'll probably have something. They have one book. Coming out next week, and it's an annual uh, Tales of Terror annual Goddess of Death. Eighty or sorry, sixty-four pages of content for eight bucks. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. You can head over to Patreon.com/slash Major Spoilers, and then you can cast your vote and let us know what comic you want us to review. Just write it in the comment section. Uh, there's a number of people who are already doing that. Uh, there have been uh, votes for uh, the Blue and Gold. There have been votes for. Batman and Big B, and there have been some other ones that people have cast. You got to get them in by Saturday night because I tabulate things first thing Sunday morning and close the polls so that we have time to review that book before any of the of our other reviewers over at Majorspoilers.com. And then we'll be back here next Thursday, 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time in the Secret Discord server. You do need to be a patron to listen to the show in our Discord server, Secret Discord channel. Uh, and maybe you will get to hear Matthew say... He'll come down the chimney and it'll be just him and me and he'll know we're enemies because I'll see sincere. This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.